welcome to 20-Minute Christian Counselor. My name is Rob Orem. I'm a pastor and a counselor, and in this podcast, I provide biblical counsel for the practical matters of life. So if that sounds interesting to you, and you've got about 20 minutes, I invite you to keep listening. Today I want to wrestle with the question, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Mm, That is a tough question. Maybe the most asked question in the history of humankind. You know, when we look around and we see terrible things happen to people, tragedies, suffering, losses, injustice, and when we see these things happen to, to people who seem to be good, who don't seem to have done anything wrong, who don't seem to deserve it, who seem like they're doing everything right, it's impossible not to ask God, why? Why are you allowing these bad things to happen to good people? And if you have any type of belief in God at all, you have to wonder, well, if God is good, if God is in control, If God is involved at all, why in the world does he allow these good people to suffer such bad things? Now, let me just say up front, I'm not going to be able to fully address this gigantic question in a 20-minute podcast. However, I do want to share with you some biblical truths, some personal thoughts that I think can provide some perspective and be helpful to you. And I want to start off by saying this question actually contains certain assumptions. It contains the assumption that we have the ability to understand why. It contains the assumption that God allows these bad things to happen. This question assumes that the things that are happening to people are bad. And this question assumes that the people to whom these bad things are happening are good. So I want to I want to address these assumptions. I want to address this question by looking at these assumptions and I'm going to go in reverse order. So I'm going to start with the notion of good people. Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? So we need to remember from God's perspective, according to what he has revealed in his word, the Bible, there are no quote-unquote good people. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 18, Jesus said, No one is good but one, and that is God. God is really the only true good person. So God says that we're all bad. Bad in the sense of being sinners. We're all inherently sinful. We were born into sin. We all have a sinful nature. And as a result of that sinful nature, we're separated from him. We're disconnected in our relationship with him. And because God is completely, perfectly holy, he can't accept or be around sin. 
So although from a human perspective, you know, when we're comparing one human being to another, we can evaluate people as being better or worse than others, as being a good person or a bad person. From God's perspective, as Paul writes in Romans chapter 3 and verse 20, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This means every one of us deserves judgment, condemnation, punishment, and the wrath of God. None of us deserves good from God. And that leads us to the second aspect or the second assumption of this question, that bad things happen. The fact is, because we're all deserving of judgment and condemnation and death, and none of us deserves any good thing, anything good that does happen to us is undeserved and really flows completely from the grace and mercy of God. The reality is that the bad things in this life are consequences of our sin. The original sin of Adam and Eve, our own personal sin, and the sins of others, people around us. And those consequences impact every one of us from the moment we're born until the day we die. Another aspect of this bad things that happen that we need to consider is many of these bad things are done by bad people. In other words, because we're all damaged by sin, and we all have a sinful nature, and none of us are perfect, we all do bad things, every one of us. Some of the bad things we do don't hurt anybody, except maybe our relationship with God, of course. Some of the bad things we do hurt ourselves. Some of the bad things we do hurt others. And some of the bad things that others do hurt us. Another thing to think about in this regard is that bad things happening is a result of sin in the world. The consequences of sin in this world. Because of that, there's sickness, suffering, death. And these these are inevitable for every one of us. So some of the bad things that happen to people are simply the consequences of living in a sinful world with sinful people in sin-damaged bodies and hearts and minds, which are destined to get sick and suffer and eventually die. This is just a harsh reality of this life. Sometimes the bad things that happen are what we call natural disasters or calamities. And again, not only are we as human beings bearing the consequences of sin in this world, so is all of creation. Paul explains this in the eighth chapter of his letter to the Romans. So we have things like earthquakes, famine, floods, pandemics. These are also all consequences or natural results of the presence of sin in the world. In God's original creation, Way back in the Garden of Eden, before sin entered the world, none of this existed. So let's move on to another aspect of this question, and it's the aspect of God allowing. God allowing these bad things to happen. Again, because God is holy, he cannot tolerate sin. Sin was never part of his original plan. 
It was brought into being because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve back in the Garden of Eden. And God does allow there to be consequences to sin. He has to. These consequences are inevitable. Sin is against the very nature of God, and so its consequences are inevitable. So, in one sense, God does allow bad things to happen simply because they're natural consequences of sin. Sin in the world and sin in people's hearts and minds, lives, relationships, bodies. But one might ask, but couldn't God, if he wanted to intervene and prevent at least some of these bad things from happening to people, couldn't he intervene? He's God. Yes, he could. And I believe he often does. But I think most of the time, most of us don't notice him doing this. Let me ask you this. Have you ever come so close to being in an awful car accident and you realize if it wasn't for just one tiny momentary factor, you would have been in a disaster? I have. Well, maybe God, in his mercy and his goodness, intervened at that moment and prevented that bad thing, that car accident, from happening to you. Have you ever known someone who was diagnosed with a terrible, catastrophic illness, and you felt so terribly for them, and at the same time you felt so thankful that you didn't get it, or that someone in your family or a loved one didn't get it? Why didn't you get it? Well, again, maybe God, in his infinite mercy, intervened to protect you or them from also getting it. What I'm saying is, I believe if we truly examine our lives, we can come up with many instances where we didn't experience something bad happening to us, something that might have been horrific, life-changing. And in many or most of those instances, God had intervened to protect us. But the fact is, there are also many situations in which God doesn't intervene, and he does allow the natural consequences of sin to take their toll on people. So why does he sometimes intervene and sometimes he doesn't? No one can know. We can't know. No one can truly, completely understand God's ways, his will, his timing, or his reasons. He is God, and we are not. He is God, and you are not. Now, we're encouraged throughout the entire Bible to trust in the character of God, in who he is, even when we can't or don't understand what he does. This is what faith is all about. And this leads us to the final piece to this complicated question. Why? 
Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Why? Well, again, there's an assumption here. Asking this question why assumes that we, as finite, created, sinful, broken, imperfect human beings, can understand the motives and the methods of a perfect, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, eternal, immutable, holy God. We can't. We can't. Not fully, anyway. And I say not fully because God does provide us with some reasons why. You remember in Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8 and verse 28, Paul wrote, For God causes all things to work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. So Paul is writing there that God uses hardship, suffering, trials for good in our lives. So what good can come out of our suffering? What good can come out of these bad things happening to us and to people around us? Well, let me just throw at you a handful of reasons. Number one, God uses the bad things to test and to grow our faith in him. He tests our faith so we can see where we really stand. And then he uses it to grow our faith in him as we endure and persevere through these bad things. That's one. Another way God uses bad things for good purposes is he builds our character. Remember, When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we begin a lifelong process of what the Bible calls sanctification, becoming more and more like Jesus. So God uses bad things in our lives to build our character, to make us more like Jesus. Another way God uses bad things for good, is that in the midst of them, he can and he wants to reveal more of himself to us. If we will turn to him and seek him in the midst of these bad things, in our pain, in our suffering, in our questioning, he wants to and he will reveal more of himself to us. And along those lines, another reason is God can use bad things in people's lives to reveal himself to those around us. As we, as followers of Christ, respond to these bad things in faith and perseverance and trust in God, that is a powerful witness to people around us of who God is and what faith in him looks like and what a relationship with him looks like. So God can reveal himself through our suffering to those around us. And ultimately, and this is another reason, God uses suffering in people's lives to turn them to him. His desire is always to turn people away from their sin and their self-sufficiency and their walking in darkness and turn them to him so they can come to know him, put their faith in his son Jesus, and be saved. 
So those are a handful of reasons why God allows bad things to happen. But in conclusion, let me just say, it's understandable that we wrestle with this question. I mean, it would be inhuman of us not to do so. But at the end of the day, we need to maintain a proper perspective on who we are and who God is. He is our creator. And he loves us. He loves us so much that he sacrificed his only son, Jesus, to make payment for our sin. And he raised Jesus from the dead, and he offers to do the same for every one of us who chooses to turn from our sin, turn to Jesus and believe in him and put our faith in who he is and what he did for us on the cross. And ultimately, God commands us to trust him, to trust in who he is and his character and his goodness and his love, even when we don't understand, even when we can't get a fully satisfying answer to this lifelong question of why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Thanks for listening today. If this has been helpful to you, please consider subscribing, providing a review, and telling your friends. Also, if you have a question you'd like me to address, contact me at my website at roboram.com. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus.